Welcome to our backyard. This is the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We are two friends having a discussion after everyone else has passed out or gone to bed. Grab a drink and listen as we discuss everything from automation, space exploration, and why the meaning of life is 42. If you're not first, then you're last. We're going to be talking about birth order today, how it affects us socially, how it affects us mentally, and does it really matter if you're first, second, or third? So Nick, before we get too far and start going off on birth order, what are you drinking and how you doing? I am doing great. It's been a long day. I need some energy, so I'm doing uh, some Jim Bean and Coca-Cola. Uh, disclaimer, I myself am a firstborn, the oldest child, some would argue the best. Mike, uh, what are you drinking? Uh, some old-fashioned Jack, and unlike you, Nick, I am technically an only child, but lots of, a lot of asterisks around me. But interesting how you're the first child. Now, for those listening, apparently there's a whole science and effect of birth order which we researched and went into and it's quite interesting i think the most important and one i want to bring up right away is the alfred alder birth order theory boy is that a mouthful but pretty much it's that each teach each child has a different i don't know i guess you could say pattern so different nurture creates different pattern personality in people uh, such as like the birth order like an only child According to the Alfred Alder birth order theory, an only child may be overprotected, like being the center of the attention, and may have high expectations placed on them by their parents. Oldest child also might have high expectations from family members. Middle child may feel neglected, and the youngest child tends to grow up more quickly. Also interesting, twins, uh, from this study and theory, that one twin is usually stronger and more outgoing than the other. So even though they are may be identical, they are still very different personality-wise. So Nick, you brought up that you're an older child. Do you feel like you have a large expectations put upon you? Uh, I think everyone does. I don't know if necessarily older children do, but I think yeah, more older children do more so maybe than other older siblings or than other than younger siblings, just because like you're kind of the you're the go-to babysitter. You know, when I was growing up, I did the prep the meals or you know made dinner for my brother i had a little bit more responsibility i think than my brother it's if you ask him he had the most responsibility because he's a younger child and everything's about him but that must have been very fun babysitting your younger brother since i know him and i can't imagine how he was when he was young he's the same as he is now he's either really laid back or he might kill you <laughs> you just don't know but it is very interesting birth order has a huge part in our history since medieval times and even before that down to the pharaohs of egypt historically their firstborns got the land got the throne were in charge there's actually a word for it called primogenture wait that's how you pronounce it it is the right by law or custom that the firstborn will inherit parents estate predominantly male in history but occasionally there has been females and that's very interesting perhaps the thinking behind it is the firstborn is the oldest and with the age comes wisdom and perhaps their chips are going to one one uh, basket 
because historically, firstborns are less likely to die in infancy compared to other children. So if you're the firstborn in the past, you have a higher chance of survival, so perhaps you'll live longer, maybe bigger age gap, be more mature. Maybe that's why they handed the throne, the real the real estate. But I, I know for real estate, for like farming, serfs, land was hard to come by, so just kind of went come first time, first serve, so oldest got it. But there are many cultures that had a plenty of land that was firstborn leads the family firstborn inherits it i'm curious nick did you come across this in this historical point yeah that firstborns get the land you know they take the title generally take over the family business in the past and still to this day i know a few of my friends who are firstborns who they're kind of expected to take over the farm so it hasn't died out it's so ingrained in our culture it's that's very it's very interesting to me and sometimes i wonder if the firstborn is truly the best one for the job but even in modern history like the 20th century yeah the, go ahead yes he is no i'm just saying the firstborn is definitely the uh the one for the job i don't know only only child might be the best of all worlds but it is very interesting how that culture that idea of the firstborn being going to do great things and high expectations has carried through throughout the entire centuries here in the united states more than half the u.s presidents most nobel prize winners and every Every U.S. astronaut has either been an only child or firstborn, so aka the oldest. And let's go, let's go, only childs, let's go, woo! Nope, do not clap for only children. But it, when researching this, it was interesting how we like to think us, us humans as individuals are the ones who broke the mold. But it's amazing how in different cultures from all over the world, from the Aztec to the Chinese to Europe to modern day America, how raising a children and what order they come out in birth really mattered. I mean, a study from Norway, it's an interesting study. It's a little bit dated. It was a study from 1912 to 1975, so not exactly modern, but nonetheless found that the educational achievement such as college, higher education learning, going into professions such as engineers, lawyers, etc. was higher in the firstborns and the more children and siblings they had and went down in birth order, the lower the percentage diminished. So if say in ancient times, well not ancient times, but say in early 20th century in 1914, if you're the oldest, you had a higher chance of becoming a doctor, a lawyer, etc., etc. But say you had six other siblings, the lowest one of your, of your birth order, the youngest, would have a lower chance of going to university, lower chance of following economics or some other higher education, which really intrigued me on why put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, it, it, I, before I go into it, Nick, I want to hear your opinion on it. So the older children tend to get, like we talked about, more attention from their parents. They tend to survive longer or have a better chance of survival. So I think what it is is, you know, you're, and you get that return on investment when you're a parent first. Your older child's, you put in that time, they're the first to leave the house. They're first to start helping with the family if the family needs help. So I think there's a lot of pressure on older children to succeed. They also haven't, uh, haven't followed in anyone's footsteps really like all a lot of my friends happen to be older siblings and they were always the first one to do everything so from sports 
classes, teachers, a lot of time jobs, the older sibling always went first. So they had, the younger siblings would come and ask, you know, about things, but the older sibling was the first one to do it. And so they tend to do better, you know, without as much, or with direction, maybe without, because I know a lot of the younger siblings, they had kind of an idea going in, but the younger, the older siblings face these challenges for the first time with no direction compared to say like I started a job and then my brother started working there. He had someone he could go to for questions, necessarily wasn't a manager, someone who he's familiar with or something. So I think the firstborn child just, you know, part of being the, the firstborn, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, you have more attention from your parents, but you also face all those challenges without someone overlooking you for part of it. So I think they just, the combination of those experiences leads them to have, I'm super biased because I am an older child, but leads them to have a little bit um, maybe like problem solving skills more so than a younger sibling who kind of follows in the footsteps of their older sibling. But I think because of that, that older sibling is seen as more reliable because they do something first and they didn't have anyone to ask questions and the parents or someone might see like a younger sibling asking the older sibling or going to them for advice and the older sibling kind of figured it out. I don't know. There might, might be something there, but that might just be my personal experience. You did make me think of one thing when you were explaining your opinion on it is I wonder if your birth order affects what kind of friends you have. I didn't come across this in my research, but you said most of your friends are older siblings and or I imagine also only child. So I wonder if middle children make friends with more middle children, if younger children make younger siblings make friends with younger siblings. That'd be very curious to see. But I think I think you are onto something a little bit with trial and error. So before I get too far, I want to talk keep talking about that Norwegian study. In that same study, they also found that the middle children tend to be more relaxed and social. They believe this because they have more people to talk to of different age ranges. So imagine if a family of five were mom and dad and an older sibling and a younger sibling, that middle child could talk to a larger group of ages and has better communication skills because they're talking to larger range of ages. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about middle children, but right now I want to focus on middle, on older children. But it is very curious to me how you said that they've gone through, they try to figure it out. From a study that I came across, which was from uh, 2015 at the, from the University of Illinois, they studied 377,000 high school students and learned that firstborns are more likely and willing to lead. So maybe it's just more nature than it is nurture when it comes to birth order. Maybe the first is always supposed to be the protective older brother, the guardian sister, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's it's very curious to me because it's as we dive deeper into this conversation of birth order, it's again almost like a pseudoscience where there is some truth to it, but we're not quite sure how much yet, even in the 21st century. So Nick, I want to keep talking about firstborn since you are one and as an only child i kind of float everywhere so i would like to hear more about being a firstborn if you don't mind so i think um say some things that all of my friends who are firstborn can relate to your parents were a lot more strict with you than they were with your younger siblings so that would be say like going out with your friends or something your older sibling the parents will have like a date or time you need to be home with your younger siblings, they'll be a little bit more or less relaxed. And by the time it comes down to like the third, fourth sibling, parents really didn't care as much. And that's something that not just 
I've found out to be pretty true, but it's also come up in a few studies, and that has an effect on children. So I have a dumb theory before we continue about this. It's actually from a comedian. It's that the firstborn wears down the ki- the parents so the children and siblings that follow after the parents are just so wore down they just stop caring as much as bad as that sounds but i feel like there's some truth to it probably another thing that came up like i mentioned the firstborns tend to be kind of like a, a scout you know they go through everything first and they also tend to be able to talk to people uh, a greater age than them, like their parents and parents' friends. Depending on the age differences, a lot of the talking they do is with people above their age group, whereas a younger sibling, like who's pretty close in age to their older sibling, their a majority of their interaction is going to be with their sibling, which is still a little bit older than them, but not as much. Older siblings also tend to read more. I don't know if you ran across that, Mike. No, I didn't, but I did definitely come across the oldest child communicating more with adults. I saw a couple a studies of the older child is has an easier chance and easier time communicating with adults and people older than them because they're the youngest and they have no one else to talk to. So I did I did definitely clarify and come across that study. So that was that was quite interesting to me. So these are some of the terms that different studies use to define characteristics of the oldest child. Some are positive and some are negative, but it's what they are. Privileged, burdened by feelings of excessive responsibility, anxious, quick to anger, strict parents, perfectionists, reliable, structured, controlling, as in the bossy older sibling, inflexible, and take charge, like we mentioned, more likely to be a leader. Nick, are you just reading your horoscope? I don't know. Seems like uh, some of the science in a horoscope may not be too far (laughs) from each other. (laughs) I feel like some of those maybe fit me. Not going to say which ones. You guys can figure it out. But some of them don't at all. And like we said, these don't apply to every firstborn. But I can guarantee you, if you're a firstborn, you probably relate to some of those. I even relate to them a little bit as a only child. I feel I feel like firstborns and only childs tend to have a more similarity compared to only child and other siblings of said family because it's making sure they're lead they're a leader, making sure they're getting higher education. They're kind of putting all their eggs in one basket, which tends to be, from what I read in history, what happens in for siblings where the oldest is kind of your your main resource that's where you're kind of putting all your money on and i feel like it's the same with only children now how that affects between boys and girls i'm not quite sure it was actually quite interesting when researching studying this it a lot of the studies didn't differentiate what age group age groups they were studying nor were they were studying mainly males or females when it came to the study group but nick I would say majority of those traits you just lamed off definitely definitely fit you and most firstborns that I know. I feel like that's a very fair assumption. Of course, it, with this pseudoscience, it doesn't quite fit everyone, but it's very intriguing to me how this is almost more nature than it is nurture. Even though nurture has a huge effect on it, it might be in our nature and biological being to create this nurture, which is going... It's just, it's just very interesting to me. Yeah. So birth order, a lot of things affect personality. And I don't think 
birth order plays a huge role. I want to talk about a few things real quick, get out of the way that also affect personality, that kind of throw a wrench in some of these birth order tests. Um, one of those would be your family's socioeconomic standing. Another one would be the age of the children when answering the questions. And uh, surprisingly, from what I ran across, it seems like it doesn't seem... Not all these personality traits really that seem to have that much effect on the amount of time kids or parents spend with the kids. That's interesting to me how the time doesn't correlate to how the child's personality turns out. I also find it interesting this birth order tends to be more of a human trait than animal trait. Even with firstborn in the animal kingdom, it doesn't necessarily mean that that firstborn will take over said mother and father's territory. It's the birth order tends to be only a human trait for the most part, which is very interesting to me of how us humans for firstborns want them to be the leader, want them us to be the successor. And Nick, I would be curious because like you said, you had a lot of firstborn friends. Do any of them feel like they have to be the successor? have to be the the one to carry on the lineage so to speak i would say i know i am not going to speak for all my friends but i very clearly one of my buddies comes to mind and yeah he has to be the successor he has to take over the family farm and his child so his dad got third and stayed at wrestling he got second and you best believe his child is going to get first <laughs> From personal experience, I can say there's quite a lot of pressure about me being the only child of kind of all the cards lay on me. I was wondering, do you feel the same being the oldest of two? Yeah, I don't know if it's any more pressure than my younger brother felt, though. I feel like everyone has a pressure to succeed. I don't necessarily think because I'm older that it is uh, any worse. I think if I messed up, then there'd be a lot less pressure on my brother to succeed. But I don't know. From knowing the both of you, you and your brother, I would definitely say your brother gets away with far more than you do. That that would be for certain. Yeah. Well, that's one. Of, it's funny because uh, the firstborn is the one who's supposed to make the most money. But me and my brother are different in that I think he is going to out earn me. But and the second supposed to be the fun loving one and the one who's in it more for the enjoyment of what they do. And I think that role is reversed in our family. Yes, I would agree with that statement, but I definitely say when it comes to taking charge or being the protecting brother, I think that position still goes to you, you with you being the oldest, and just knowing you per- on a personal level, I would say you definitely fit that of, I mean, hell, another podcast we talked about, it, uh, the Wildfire podcast, which you definitely go check out at Backyard Philosophy, both on Facebook, Instagram, and anywhere you listen to podcasts, but you stepping up you doing what needs to be done you naturally leading it's quite common with with uh both old only children and with older children and from it's very interesting how you chose a profession where you do it more for the dream not for the money because like that norwegian uh study that i was mentioning they also came up with the statistic again this is from 1912 to 1975 so bit dated a lot of things have changed from then but they've noticed that with middle children, they're more relaxed and more social, but also with younger children, the youngest, they tend to be quote unquote wilder and risk takers. And it seems out of your dyna- dilemma, well, not dilemma, but your dynamic, that you're more the risk taker if I was to speak on your behalf. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, 
my my wife is the younger two and i think she's more of the risk taker in her family so I, I i would that who's more of the risk taker is kind of an interesting one i could see that that one i'm not so sure about if i look at like my friends and stuff and try to say the the ones who are younger are more of the risk takers but i could, I could kind of see it playing out i don't know what do you think for the younger siblings you know do you think they're more risk takers yes I think only children and oldest children. So when I say, when, I'm not going to keep saying only children and oldest children. Uh, for the, To me, in all these studies, they're correlated. So if for whatever happens to one, happens to the other. It, it's, there's more similarities than differences. But the older siblings tend to make a more calculated risk. The younger siblings tend to make a more whimsical risk. So the older children, older child might choose a risk of if i ask this girl out how this will affect my friendship etc etc while the younger might just willy-nilly start asking random girls out i feel like the youngest in my experience tends to be more random tends to be more in the moment not calculated risk and some studies prove that where most ceos and high officials tend to be the oldest child or only child because they're taking that calculated risk but i feel more extremists like adrenaline junkies tend to be more the youngest child which is weird because i'm definitely adrenaline junkie so a, an interesting point i want to point out is that from researching this is that older children tend not to play contact or dangerous sports compared to the younger siblings the younger you are in the family order the more chance you are of participating in a dangerous sports and this came from a 1968 study, so again, it is this is dated, but it is interesting how your risk management versus decision change. Do, do you agree with the statement? Because I'm curious on yours, considering I don't have a sibling, so this is new territory for me. Yeah, I would definitely say that that's true. I would say, while I may take more risk, the risks I take tend to be more calculated, and I would definitely say my brother was just kind of like, eh, oh well, like we'll see how this goes, even though it does somehow work out for him. Well, like he says, bad stuff just doesn't happen to me. And yet it somehow works out for your brother. Um, I wanted to read off another list of words that describe second child or the this would be the youngest child. Vulnerable, self-conscious, impulsive. I wrote down fewer books that younger childs tend to lead less and lead read less than firstborns, less strict, fun-loving and attention-seeking. I would agree with a lot of that. I feel again, this is just me abstractly thinking i don't this is from all personal experience but i feel like the youngest have a chip on their shoulder where they're not the center of the attention they have to overprove themselves i guess because the oldest being the quote-unquote golden child the one next for the throne they have to do all these extraordinary things to get attention whether those things be good or bad is completely up to the child but Throwing them tantrums, doing these extreme things, trying to get attention. I could definitely see that. What about you, Nick? Can Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, I'd definitely say, you know, the youngest known for being attention seekers. It's kind of hard. I have a, not just my brother, but my expanded family is huge. And some of them are, uh, the oldest is kind of the, the attention seeking one. I'm thinking of my cousin, Emmy, who's insane. But like my brother, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call him attention seeking. I don't know that some of these I'm not too sure about, but I think some of them definitely apply. 
if I may, I would say your brother isn't tension sinking, but I would definitely say he's flamboyant. Definitely peacocking a bit. Just I, I see your brother trying to get a reaction out of people quite often. I'm not quite sure if that still holds true. You know him better than I do. Yeah, that's true. Especially when it's someone who's closer to his age. So my friends and his his friends, his age group, he definitely will do that. Usually he's not doesn't do that around adults but maybe that's because younger siblings don't see adults as much as older siblings do so they don't know how to communicate in that atmosphere it is curious to me how gender might affect this because i'm very close with my cousins um they're both younger than me both entering middle school and high school one being the oldest being the boy who tends to be of course he might just be becoming a teenager might be a sarcastic little asshole because we are all that when we were his his age but Tim his younger sister tends to be more academic more science-based more ambitious so I'm wondering how age affects that because that dilemma doesn't quite affect them so I'm wondering if this is just brothers or if it's some other asterisks that we're not thinking about because him my cousin being the oldest boy tends to be more towards your brother Nick I would say in personality while his younger sister tends to be more towards your personality and that gender ver- it, that gender difference makes me very curious and I had a hard time researching this it again I did not find a lot of things on the studies doing gender or economics which we'll talk and a bunch of other factors we'll talk about later and I'm curious did you come across any of this when it comes to the gender between siblings no not uh, not in research but like I mentioned my wife tends to have more of the older sibling qualities, but she's definitely a younger sibling. Like the annoying of the older sibling, that is, she is all there for that. If I may ask before you expand, is your wife the oldest of girls, the youngest of girls, the youngest of boys? Uh, oh, yeah. Should have cleared that up. She is the youngest of two girls. But yeah, she tends to be... she a little bit more of the risk taker than her sister and she seems more to take charge but then like i said with the her and my brother get along because they both really like to annoy people and i think that is a younger sibling quality i agree with that it seems much like the loki and thor kind of relationship in norse mythology where the older brother is the stoic perfect child while the younger brother is the comedy slash trickster and i would i would agree with that she's the the one making the jokes the one pulling the pranks kind of person yeah so i wonder if it's i didn't see it broken down that way either broken down by gender they kind of just lumped it into birth order but be interesting to see if that changes with gender because i don't know if i if it was on my list of factors that don't affect the personality one of them was genetic factors which gender would probably fall under that one but if it did if genetic fact joe sorry genetic factors trump um you know birth order factors so if you're more genetically predisposed to be quick to anger which is predominantly a firstborn trait and you're the second born that trait is going to trump your birth order effect of not being as quick to anger as an only child i i can see that from my own experience i again i think only children tend to relate more to our firstborns than any other the siblings because as much as i don't want to admit sometimes i'm quick to anger and frustration granted i might try to power through it but from my own personal experience i realize that sometimes i'm quick to an aggressive emotion 
to put it politely. But I want to bring up an American psychologist by the name of, I apologize if I butcher this, but Frank J. Solini, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, he looked at leading historical figures, bringing kind of bringing back to older, younger, and historical s- siblings. In other words, he looked at famous people in history. And when studying these figures, he came to the result, and I quote, every child occupies a certain niche within the family and then uses his or her strengths to master life, end quote. He also came to the conclusion that the only and firstborn children have less reasons to fight, so the so-called status quo, so they have a tendency to be more strongly, have a stronger identity with the parents' beliefs than they do the younger siblings who have a higher tendency to question their beliefs. So kind of tying both the older and younger siblings, it kind of makes sense a little bit to me of the older being, I mean, the difference between, say, 10 and 5 is a huge difference. Now, your age gap might not be that significant, more talking towards you, Nick, but a few years can make a huge difference when you're a child, and the maturity level can completely change. And from a historical standpoint, it tends to make a big difference. So if you're older, you want to feel that family niche, so you're more responsible, you're more taking care of the family. If you're younger, you tend to be the more entertainer because you're you're an infant, you're younger, you can you could have the excuse of being stupid and playful for being so young. And I'll be curious if you agree with that, Nick. If I agree that you use the skills you learned in your family to and towards becoming more successful in life? Yes, and also that your birth order kind of helps define where you fit in the family, I guess, hierarchy. I mean, mom and dad always being in charge and historical standpoints the female tends to be more caring more giving more social the male tends to be hardier trying and more aggressive but do you agree with that hierarchy that naturally forms becomes a because of birth order yeah i I definitely agree i mean a family is a team like any team you're going to find people who are good at a role and they're going to be relegated to that role and they're going to get better at it. So through t- through time, just through pure practice, and as that, you know, as time goes on and you continually act out that role, that becomes part of your character. So like I talked about being the older sibling is my responsibility to like set up, like warm up the oven, set the table, do the dishwasher, kind of stuff like that. And so now I do that stuff in, in my life here. I'm... Or, Apparently, I don't do it enough, but it seems like I'm the one who's doing the dishes and preparing everything that way. And so I think that definitely stuck with me and predisposed. But because my brother didn't do that, I don't know, maybe he has something different. But he's definitely more, like you said, the jokester kind of. Uh, but he's the baby. You know, the youngest is always the baby. And so, like, when we're unloading dishes or something he'll go to the bathroom or something to get out of it and everyone's like oh he's just the youngest so i think he played that role and he he still does that and it's definitely become a part of him that's interesting how you bring up the point that it carries with you more into adulthood that i mean for most people their brain doesn't start doesn't stop developing until they're 26 so it's interesting how you brought that into adulthood and i wonder i don't want to go down this rabbit hole but i just want to bring up this point of i wonder how it affects 
relationships and social status being the youngest middle or oldest when it comes to you know relationships and stuff like that where do the oldest find more relationships easier and are more in stable relationships compared to younger that'd be very curious to me i was looking up after this um like marriage like do older children marry older children or older children marry younger children and what it, i found out is your marriage is more likely to last if you're both like the same birth order so if you're both the oldest you're both the youngest so good news there i guess <laughs> that is very interesting i thought it would be the opposite like a yin and a yang thing that that's that's i was literally about that's why i thought, thought it was interesting i was i thought they were trying to be a balance but huh but I guess what it, what it is is if you if you kind of think about it, so like the two firstborns more likely to be leaders. So you got two leaders pulling directions, or sorry, like a leader and a follower. So one, so if you have a firstborn and a younger child, you have a leader and a follower, and the secondborn acts out because they don't get to lead, they don't get that responsibility, they don't get that attention, whatever it is. But if you have two secondborns who no one wants to do anything, they're kind of both followers, nothing gets done. And if you have two leaders. Sorry, yeah, if you have two like secondborns, they tend to be kind of go more go with the flow together, and so that might make um, an easier relationship. Here's an example that I I told my wife about, which was a bold strategy. The problem, well, <laughs> bold move, con. Let's see how that goes. A common problem with older children marrying younger children is the older children tend to become angry that the younger child doesn't can't pick a place to go or tell them what they want to do because younger children aren't used to being the people who pick what gets done so i will ask my wife where she wants to eat and she doesn't know and i will suggest a place but she will say no and what that comes from is younger children they don't tend to know what they want but they want to do the opposite of what everyone's doing so if i ask her like hey let's go out to eat let's go to the mexican place like oh, i don't want mexican okay let's go get sushi i don't want sushi what do you want i don't know that's a younger child trait and it makes firstborn children insane because firstborns tend to know what they want and they can't understand why someone doesn't know what they want. And I still don't understand, although now I guess I know she is environmentally and genetically or not genetically, but it's part of her nature nurtured to think that way. Yes. You just explained many of my relationships in the past of me in the car slamming on my steering wheel going what do you want but i mean it makes sense if you're the youngest you're kind of the low man on the totem pole your opinion matters less that's just how it tends to be doesn't mean it's right or wrong just how it tends to be so all of a sudden now you're in a position where you can have your voice heard i imagine if you're not accustomed to that all of a sudden it's really weird because i'd be curious on how much a older child has more sway in a family compared to a younger child like how much their opinion matters more of like a major decision within the family and how that hierarchy works but you brought up middle mil, middle children quite a bit and i they're very weird to me i i'm for lack of better words i don't mean that in an insult way but it's very intriguing middle children now before we switch to middle children I, I'm curious if you have anything else about younger or older children. No, I just want to throw a little disclaimer to you. One of the listeners to our show is a middle child, and she is definitely going to have some comments on this. So Perfect. I'm not part of social media, so 
she'll yell at you and not me. No, it's it's my mom. She'll she'll yell at you. Oh, well then she actually might yell at me. <laughs> but middle children are very intriguing to me because they don't get the best of either worlds. And from what I understand researching this, they tend to not get either the rebellious slash risk taker as a young child, nor do they get the leadership or maturity as an older child. They just tend to be more social. And from researching, that was the only positive I could really get out of them. They tend to make more friends and they tend to be able to communicate with people better but when comparing to astronauts ceos adrenaline junkies pro sports players middle middle children tend to lack in those areas for better words and it's very curious to me how that might just being a middle child completely affects your psyche to a point where you don't you don't try to be the top in your profession if that makes sense now again this is not huge asterisk this is not for everyone this is just an occurrence of studies and a lot of these studies are small demographics tend to be middle class americans or europeans not other place in the world we'll talk about that later in the podcast but nick i'm curious on what you have on middle middle children i didn't really have much more than you had just that middle children tend to go outside of the family for their closer companionship Whereas, so like an older child is going to feel close to their parents, the youngest might feel like the baby is going to feel close to their parents. But a lot of the socialization that a middle child does is going to be with their circle of friends because their parents' attention is a lot of times on the oldest child or the youngest child, you know, usually the baby of the family. And the middle child kind of gets left behind. That kind of makes sense to me. If you're looking at a traditional, say, 1950s 1960s family of the oldest you're trying to figure out what's happening because there is something new you have never gone through this before you're trying to figure out the youngest being the baby you have to take care of them they're still developing they're still trying to take take care the middle being one where you're familiar you've gone through this already they're a little bit more older so they can take care of themselves a little bit it so i can see middle children being past not by past i mean like passed up like neglected but i don't neglected is a bad word i feel like middle children might get the short end of the stick out of curiosity if you're listening i would love to hear in our instagram or facebook on backyard philosophy or on youtube where you can find our sources if you're a middle child how you feel being a middle child because i'm also curious on how being a middle child of a large sibling base not just oldest, middle, and youngest, but say a five sibling family of oldest, three middle children, and the youngest. I wonder how that social dilemma works on what niches, what roles they take upon. Any Out of curiosity, Nick, did you come across families larger than two and three? Because when researching this, it was hard for me to find large families that this social hierarchy was affecting, or at least studied at, at that point. Mm, no most of these were two to threes and blended families so like divorced parents who got together the parent the children if they're past the age of five tended to maintain the personalities that they had so if you're an oldest and you got into a blended family and there's a child older than you you still tended and you're 
greater than five years old, you'd still have that five-year-old or that oldest child personality. But if you were, say, the oldest and you're under five, and then all of a sudden you're not an oldest child anymore, then you would take on characteristics of whatever your that new birth order, order would be. Also, another thing to keep in with older families, another thing to keep in mind, or not older, bigger families, if there's, was it like five, I can't remember, it's five or seven year age gap, the order tends to reset. So if you're the young, if you're like fourth, and then there's 10 years or five years, six years go by, and then another child is born, that child is most likely going to exhibit older child personality. And the child after that will, again, be like the younger child. So two things I, I want to elaborate on. One, from being a person who has personal relationship with a quote-unquote blend family, I really don't like that name, blended family. That, to me, is a horrible name, and I, I do not like it. Two, it's interesting how that age gap can reset the family cycle. I didn't come across that or think to research that, and that makes a lot of sense to me, where you put all your investment in one child, you see it to fruition, and then you do it again. That makes complete sense to me, but it's amazing how what did you say nick four or seven years i i I think the minimum five highest seven i think i can't remember exactly but it's either somewhere in between five to seven that's that that's a very short time when i mean for modern humans who lived about be about what 80 and i'd be very curious to to see if the larger the age group difference how it affects birth order slash personality like if you had a decade difference or say a group of parents had an oops baby and they had babies when they were in their 50s or 60s when their current children were in their 20s or 30s how that would affect or change how they raise the child and the personality of that birth order affects would the older siblings who would be in their 20s and 30s be more parental towards the new baby or would they just not really care and let the kind of new sibling run wild i'd be very curious about that yeah so that's that's a good question i never talked about the parenting like interaction with the the new child just about the characteristics they would take so yeah i i couldn't tell you I don't know about you, Nick, but I came with a lot of asterisks when researching this. Like they weren't they weren't talking about location where they did these psychology of birth order. I imagine location has a huge difference, rural versus city compared to or even country versus country compared to the whole world. Like I imagine uh, from what I've researched from the studies I mentioned, they tend to be more United States based or European based. But how different cultures deceived it. Because I know in China, especially with the One China Rule, they were more focused on having a firstborn son to help carry on the name, help protect the family, help provide for the family. Now things have changed very much, and I'm wondering if that stigma or culture of having a firstborn male still stands, even though things have changed quite a bit. Or let alone economics. Uh, again, a lot of these studies... I could not find their variables, which was very disappointing. Again, you can check out our sources on our YouTube channel. But I imagine economics has a huge role on family beliefs, position, and social growth. I imagine if you're a low-income family, the oldest child has to get a job earlier, help provide for the family, help raise the children, compared to a well-off family where the older child might have more opportunity to take their own risks and be a little bit more wild. I imagine that's got to play a huge 
part in that. And I want to talk about location economics a little bit. And I'll be curious, Nick, did you come across any research of economics or location? I didn't come across any research that included that. A lot of them did not include that data. It's weird to me because I feel, especially that 2015 from the University of Illinois, when they're studying hundreds of thousands of high school students, I imagine most of those high school students are middle class or lower middle class. It, so that's got to be a huge, that's got to that's be a huge point in your data. That's got to be a huge asterisk. I'd be curious if the birth order changes with with economic means i imagine if you're i mean we all know the quote-unquote stigma around rich people where the oldest child the old the richer older family with old money tends to have spoiled children so i imagine if they all have money and entitlement they'd be more spoiled and more act like a younger sibling of higher risks doing attention-seeking things i imagine that's got to play a huge role into it or if a lower class family again where the older you are, the more you have to help the family, more you have to provide the family. That just makes sense to me. And I'd be curious on how you feel about that, Nick. What's your opinion on the economics on how it affects the birth order? So the firstborn is always going to be born when the family has the least amount of money relative to the other children, for the most part. I mean, things can change, but generally family's wealth will increase over time um i don't before you continue i don't know if i agree with that statement do you think like what do you mean i well i imagine a firstborn is either a oops baby or they might be a planned child i feel like a lot of older siblings are planned children so they're when they're economically stable and say seven years of raising a child it costs a lot of money to raise a child so i imagine they might be a more economical i guess deficiency when their second child or third child comes along because they've already put a lot of money and materials to raising the first child because it's expensive to raise a child i don't know if it's true but that's just my gut feeling sorry i didn't mean to interrupt um so but also at the same time they're going to get a raise move up the corporate ladder from what i read part of like just generally the, the firstborn is born when the family has the least amount of money. And they think that might be tied to why the firstborns tend to be a little bit more anxious. They tend to be more clued in onto the family's like financial status. Whereas by the time like your thirdborn is born, you know, for the most part, if you can afford it, this is, I'm assuming this is all like middle class to upper middle class kind of stuff that the uh, younger children don't tend to have as an idea as good an idea about the family's financial status as the older borns do that makes sense to me of but it makes sense to me especially if it's middle class or upper middle class or someone in that region of the older understanding the finances we're in but i don't know i feel again i feel like a lot of this research done by universities and different organizations didn't didn't clarify who they were studying or the demographic they were studying because i think that's a huge difference like if you're a poor poor farmer in say central america it might not you might be poor your entire life so it might not matter which sibling comes out in which order but if you're say fresh out of school uh, at, at like university where you're starting to make money but you're still kind of poor paying off student loans etc cetera, etc cetera. i agree with that statement when it's that kind of scenario but i'd be curious about more of the extreme ends of if you're already super rich or already super poor i, I imagine that's got to have a huge effect on birth order would you agree or disagree with that i'd agree i'm trying to think of some celebrities who have 
like some some kid who's like really well put together another kid who's a like a disaster i'm trying to think of their birth order well i imagine for celebrities and stuff like that a lot of a lot of their siblings i say the hemsworth brothers the oldest had just started into acting after the younger two siblings already made it uh quote unquote made it they poor kind of poorish farm family from australia the middle brother and the younger brother actors and the outright tend to be were a little bit more famous the older brother eventually got into acting because of the two younger brothers but i imagine for a lot of quote-unquote celebrities one sibling is known the other is completely wayside and we don't think about them we don't think about their siblings or what birth order they are because as bad as it sounds is they're not in the public light they're kind of forgotten that's my hypothesis i'm not sure if it's correct but that's how i think it would be I'm trying to just think like are what's the the oldest hemsworth is he the most successful one no middle He's well the middle one. middle, middle or youngest the most successful middle is chris hemsworth who aka thor youngest is I don't know celebrities very well. I don't, again, I don't have social media and I'm quite socially inept, but I yeah, think we he, should just get off this topic because I don't know. I can't picture the other ones either. Nah, I'm just going to keep digging myself my own grave because I feel if one sibling makes it, there's resentment from other siblings. I also feel like there's a false side of being the other siblings. So say, say Nick, you turn into a celebrity. You're in the spotlight. You're in the limelight. You're getting all the publicity. I imagine your brother, though, would kind of fall to the wayside. Like no one would really care because it's all about you there's a lot more ego there's a lot more stuff like that now i'm not saying you have that i'm just saying for celebrity reasons but and my brother would continue to be the internet troll that he is commenting mean things on my photos i would be very interested to see that thanksgiving or christmas dinner with all of you if that with that that situation oh it's a good time but on the opposite end of rich with the poor I imagine those ruts slash stigmas are more heavily defined. I feel like with rich children, you could get spoiled brats if you're coming from old money. If you're younger children, uh, not younger children, if you're poor family and you have children, I feel like you get the, the classic family birth order that we all know of because that's how it was in history. If you were a poor farmer, your oldest got it just simply because he was the oldest. He got it because he simply was next in line. He, he first come first serve sort of basis. But again, I don't have any evidence to back this up. A lot of the studies didn't show their age or economic status or even their location which is a huge huge asterisk because i imagine the cultures and the family traditions are very different between the two between countries and such yep i was thinking of you talked about the oldest the poor of a poorer family had more incentive to succeed i was thinking of uh, danny noonan i don't know who that is caddyshack i've seen caddyshack noonan no but I don't know who that is. Anyway, he was the he's the oldest of eight, and he needed like a scholarship. But there's a lot of pressure on him. Uh, he was the one who he was the caddy, and then he ended up golfing with uh, what's his face? Um, oh, the old guy. The, yeah, the old guy with yeah. Okay, I know exactly uh, who you're talking about. Al. Yeah, 
Al Cervic. Yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking of that. But yeah, definitely more pronounced, I feel like, than a rich family, probably. True. But all these traditions, all these historical events, all these, I guess, quote-unquote, evolutionary birth orders might be changing or have changed, especially with social media. Again, as this is all a pseudoscience, and I had a hard time finding evidence for anything of my questions or thoughts or ideas, but I'm wondering how social media plays effect on birth order. Now that we have connection to the entire world, I'm wondering if the middle child who's the most social, it doesn't matter anymore because, say, the this is, again, just hypothetical, the asterisk, the, the oldest has connection to the internet so they can talk to other people they can be more social that way because they grew up with the technology they know how to use the technology and i imagine social media has to change the dynamic of a family hierarchy and birth order effect would you agree or disagree with that nick possibly i mean the question that comes to my mind is can younger siblings can younger siblings finally get the attention they're looking for with social media from a person who doesn't use social media, I'm going to say no. I feel like social media is an empty void, but I've been wrong before and I'll probably be wrong again. So, Or is that why, or I wonder if younger siblings are more likely to spend more time on social media because of their natural like inclination to get attention. Or simply that they might have to grow up with it faster. Like I imagine, this is me just taking a guess, is a younger child tends to grow up faster because they're trying to catch up with their older siblings. They're trying to be part of that mature adult crowd i don't know if it's true i have no evidence to support it but when i like when i think of athletes with families and stuff like that even my own father and his brother of fighting like brothers fight siblings fight sisters fight you if you're the younger one and weaker one in my experience of dealing with friends and family of such you tend to grow up faster and stronger trying to compete with them because your competition is stiffer and they're older, so they have more strength size on you. Uh, before I continue, Nick, do you think that uh, that agrees? Do you think, Nick, uh, your brother was trying to catch up to you on a physical status to help compete with against you? I don't know. I don't think me and my brother had, like, we weren't really competitive in that sense. Like, he did a lot of the same things I did, but we always did kind of a little bit different things like you talked about the youngest being more likely to play a contact sport like i never played football and he did but we never really fought like that so we weren't really in like a physical competition a lot of the times i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know i've seen a couple christmas holidays where you two have wrestled and i've seen that competitiveness on you granted you from the three three times i've seen you wrestle you've gotten the best of him but not quite not quite sure if that has any effect on such yeah i don't know it could i mean that's definitely i mean be a powerful motivator for sure i mean if you want to be the fastest runner make sure you're the slowest in your training group so i I imagine that's got to be the same with siblings with strength and i don't know it it, that's just something that came to mind i'm not sure there's any truth to it but speaking of something that has no really truth to it i i did come up with another curious little rabbit hole idea 
and it's something we tend to talk about every podcast, which is genes, the genetic engineering of a human. Now, for those who don't know, based on your health and what age you have a child, plays a huge role. Your genes turn on and off when uh, when you're healthy or not healthy, et cetera, et cetera. Also your age group and need to need to think about that when having a child. And I'll be curious of if your family, yeah, sorry, not your family, your parents are unhealthy and say overweight and have the oldest child and all of a sudden get healthy and have a, another child. I would love to see that social dilemma, that social difference, because there's different genes activated. It's again, going back to nature versus nurture. And I have no idea how that would affect birth order. Like Nick, I was very curious when you said that simply having a five to seven year plan kind of resets the cycle. I can't imagine what cycle has on the chemicals when you're in shape versus out of shape or the genes that are active versus non-active when when you're having a child. That's, That's a conundrum for me. Uh, any any thoughts on that because that's that's a weird one kind of out of left field i since it hasn't been brought up yet i'm gonna bring it up so the further you go down the line for an all-male family the more likely the next each next boy is likely to be gay Uh, did you run across that no but i wish you could see my face because it's very puzzled and wants you to explain more okay so they've found this in a lot of studies regardless of economic background social background the more children you have (laughs) uh, the more boys you the parents have as you go down in birth order so your third fourth child is more likely to be gay the furthest you are from the uh from the oldest child and there's two reasons there's two kind of thoughts that people think so one is as you go down in birth order there's less um pressure to be be a man or, or whatever you want to say like less gender roles pushed upon a child i mean you already got three four boys um the other kind of hypothesis is that when uh the woman becomes pregnant with like a boy she has some kind of like anti um for what they exactly they called it like anti uh male like antibodies in her system that i forget exactly what their their role basically is to stop um the female genes from getting into like the male body but the antibodies wear off after time so as more children are born the woman's body which is sending the signals or the whatever builds up in a resistance can inject can get that into the the unborn child after a certain amount of time so that explains our friends matt kyle and tom Got it's it. more likely a third or like a third child or a fourth child effect usually not a one or two kind of thing but yes it does got it so it still explains matt collins <laughs> yes exactly um that brings up so many more questions than answers nick and that hurts my head so so much because I'm, I'm wondering now with all females how does that change the social dilemma and also like Oh, that brings up, that just hurts my brain. There's, why is the human body and our genetics so weird? Okay, do you want to hear something weird? Yes. That only applies if the boys are right-handed. If you're left-handed, then you are not, you're not going to be gay because of that. I feel like that's not true. I think that's just. It is definitely true. I Like, look it up when we're done. But it's, they can't really explain the whole why a right-handed or left-handed has an effect but they've definitely found it a few times again 
If I had a guess before looking it up, I would have to say that with the birth order that it's just statistics of there's a lot less left-handed people. So the chances of one in that Pacific birth order of all males being left-handed and being the asterisk and then having another asterisk seems higher to me. But been wrong before and it seems like I'm going to be wrong again, which is really weird to think about. Okay, so um, it says that so women have antibodies that build up inside of them and the males have resistance to it. But as women have more and more babies, they build up more and more antibodies that then go into the kids. And the more antibodies, the NLGN4Y proteins are targeted by the antibodies that build up in the women over time. That then is what's affecting the children to have, make them have a higher likelihood of being homosexual. I am a little lost for words because it, I think before we go down that rabbit hole and the whole internet yells at me, I think a huge part of people's personality and sexual orientation tends to be nature and nurture. But I'd be very curious on that study and study size. I can neither deny or nor confirm that because it's, I'm at a loss for words there. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm struggling because that, that really short circuits some wires inside my brain. Yeah, well, here's here's another thing. I don't know if you ran across that I thought was interesting. Twins, regardless of birth order, will display either the older or younger personalities. You won't have twins with middle child personality. Yes, I actually brought that up in the beginning with the Alfred Alder birth order theory. And that's very interesting to me because it was also, like you mentioned, the age gap difference with the five seven years was also with orphans who... Or not orphans, adoption kids. It's weird how adoptions, twins, uh, with twins being built upon upon triplets and uh, quadruplets and quintuplets and I don't know how many more people are born in a group. But there's always an order. As much as chaotic as it is, even when it comes down to twins where it doesn't really matter. They're both at the same time pretty much, that there's still an order. And that's super fascinating to me. And knowing actually quite a few twins, I think I know four or five sets of twins, there's always a hierarchy. There's always one when it's a certain situation, one takes charge versus one doesn't take charge. Which, uh, Nick, I'm not sure how many twins you know and or adopted kids you know. I was wondering if that still holds true with your personal experience. I think we only I only know the twins you know, so yeah. Ah, if you're talking about the twins in the neighborhood you grew up in, those were not the twins I was talking about, but I could kinda see it. I could definitely see that, but it seems I don't know, it's just weird how we need to fit a niche. We need to get all our ducks in a row, even on a biological and social scale even though the the structure and the development might be the same for two or three individuals it's it's weird how humans are they we are such a foreign creature to me and i have no idea how we work yeah i don't have any insights either so well actually you might have an insight on something a little differently which as an only child i do not have of course, me being an only child, I probably was more spoiled than having siblings, et cetera, et cetera. But no matter what your birth order is, I have a hypothesis that I think the child, no matter whatever they are in the birth order, thinks it's greener. 
on the other side. The grass is always green on the other side, kind of quote. The oldest is jealous of how much the younger gets away with. The youngest is jealous on how spoiled or how much responsibility the oldest gets. And I'll be curious if you agree with that, Nick. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm sure my brother can agree that he's jealous of some of the things I had, but I'm definitely jealous of how much he got away with. So yeah, I think that's definitely, you know, you want what you can't have. Would you say your younger sibling gets away with more than you? Uh, In high school, definitely. What about now? I mean, not, I don't know. It's not like we're hiding anything from our parents now or adults. What about your wife since she's the youngest? Do you think she got away with more than her older siblings yeah and all of my friends her older siblings their their younger siblings definitely got away with more see it's interesting to me because my sort of sister i i don't want to explain into all that i felt got away with far more than i did i felt on i felt way more pressure to succeed and be the responsible one granted i am at birth an only child but a lot of asterisks stuff like that with family relationships and stuff like that but i i am i'd be curious on the statistics of how much that birth order actually follows is it 70 percent of the population 80 percent population i'd be curious on see on how much that birth order stays true throughout a large population because again these studies tend to be i think the most i ever saw was that 377 100,000 high schoolers. And if you divide, say each family is two or three, you're looking at only 150,000 group subjects, like of that thing you're studying in Social Dilemma. So it's it's a large number, but not as large as I would like it to be. Yeah, well, I think what we talked about is it is kind of a pseudoscience. There's so many variables that go into personality. You're kind of just making some broad generalizations. I mean, like say for firstborns, you're saying they're like uh, anxious, quick to anger, strict parents, perfectionist. It's kind of a generalization. Those are things that mm, a lot of people might identify with. So it's not always perfect, but to start studying this in depth, you got to start somewhere, I guess. And this is where we're at. Sorry, this is this is kind of way off topic, but I just want to throw this out for my own sake. Is I wonder how having a disability or trauma in the family also affects the birth order effect. Like say the youngest or oldest sibling or is deaf or the youngest sibling gets a major injury. I wonder how that also affects the social birth order dilemma kind of factor. Sorry, way off topic, but it it is curious to me and I just wanted to throw that out there. If I had to guess, I would say it would amplify it, amplify at least the, the older child would probably experience more pressure to provide if it was a parent. I don't know, just kind of my guess. But what happens if the oldest sibling was the one who had the major accident would the other siblings step up to be more mature more calculated risk takers more perfectionists or would they stay in their roles because i i imagine in historical times when there was high infancy death rate i wonder how that affects a birth rate uh, uh, uh sorry not a birth order of hey my parents lost two siblings before me or my parents just lost two more siblings there's a lot more pressure on me to succeed and keep going and carry on the birth line or there's a lot more pressure to me to help provide for this family or i can get away with more now because they have to love me because they lost other siblings i'd I'd be curious to see how that affects the psyche of a birth order yeah i have no idea i did not come across anything close to that i didn't i i'll be honest when researching this it was hard to find good data and a lot of my notes are just questions i have 
And I wish more people went on to it because, like we said, and hitting the nail on the head, this is kind of a pseudoscience of, yeah, we've done some research on it, but not as much in depth to have clear statistics and numbers throughout history, not let alone let alone the 20th and 21st century. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see if uh, they keep studying it. I mean, I think it'd be interesting now to do the same studies that they've been doing, but also take everyone's genetics and see if older siblings have certain genes that predispose them and i don't know get that side as well yeah there's a lot of variables in this this scenario and study and it's, it hurts my head and i i this this whole birth order hurts i love pseudoscience because there's there's some truth in the in the wives tale which is so curious and interesting to me and nick do you have any more points you want to bring up nope i'm uh i'm at the end I'd be very curious on anyone who's listening who made it this far in the podcast of what your opinion is. What's your position in your birth order and how you feel like that affects your family? Again, this is all very weird to me being an only child because no real siblings. So it's it's all kind of hearsay for me. I have no experience except for looking outside in at other families and groups. And like I said in the beginning, when Nick let, read off the the statements for older child and i said it was kind of a horoscope kind of kind of true there on a lot of a lot of points definitely say nick i would have to say you fit a lot of those uh a lot of those points yeah i i definitely agree i don't know i don't think i'm that quick to anger but no but perfectionist i would definitely agree with yeah i i mean i i think they definitely fit a lot of the older siblings i know as well and youngest child's kind of fit it like we said it's it is kind of that old wives tale like everyone kind of knows when you say like the younger sibling you automatically there's characteristics you think of so i think there's some truth to this mixed in with whatever else but i'd, I'd say there's definitely elements of truth and in, in fact in all these for sure as selfish as this sounds you know what my biggest takeaway from all this nick was what's that was that every U.S. astronaut has either been an only child or the firstborn child, which means mean you can still go to Mars with your 4570. That is the dream. Well, Mike, I think we're at the end of uh, this episode of Backyard Philosophy. You guys can find us on Facebook and Instagram, but not Twitter because it's a dumpster fire. One more question for you, Mike. What are you reading? I have started a new book called The $100 Startup by, I apologize for butchering your name, Chris... Gulabenu, G-U-I-L-L-E-B-E-A-U, and it's pretty much a talk about how this man with a few hundred dollars started his own business and now is giving advice to other businesses and how to kind of start your own business with low money and low capital to get your own business off the ground. So quite hitting home for me considering I want my own business, but what about you, Nick? What are you reading? I also started a new book. So I'm reading The Northwest Passage by Kenneth Roberts. It's a historical novel kind of following Roberts' rangers around. Good old rangers. Well, I want to thank you all for listening to our podcast. And sorry if we're all over the board. My chaotic, sporadic brain has more questions than answers for this episode, especially with something as complicated. I didn't think birth order would be that complicated, but it is a very complicated topic to me. So... Again, I want to thank you all for listening. And one more tick, one more time, Nick, because I love hearing it. Can they find us on Twitter? They cannot find us on Twitter because it is, in fact, a dumpster fire. I, I love that dumpster fire. Well, thank you all for listening.
Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.